0: Welcome to the Fikra podcast. We have today a very, very special guest, uh, someone that I've been listening to for uh, the past few weeks just to uh, get prep and everything. Um, because uh, this is a very, Alhamdulillah, protect him and purify his intentions. He is a very world-renowned Sheikh, um, Sheikh Ismail Isa from um, the Muslim Center of Greater Princeton, if I'm not I'm mistaken. Yeah, and um, he is the um, he is currently working with Tartil Academy and doing so many things with them, inshallah. We'll get into that. But, uh, assalamu alaikum ya Sheikh. Wa
1: alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa
0: so, right off the bat, we're just going to get right into it. <laughs> Sheikh Ismail, how have you been? Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So, this is actually a very um, kind of surreal experience for me as well because, um, you know, we've all just seen you on YouTube, on Instagram. Um, I don't think that a lot of people have like doing, done this type of thing with you. Maybe like I've, I haven't seen like an interview or something like that sort. Have you done it?
1: Yeah, I'm not that popular. Yet. Yeah, <laughs>
0: a little bit. Yeah. But, um, so inshallah, we're today, we're going to talk about your journey with the Quran, um, your journey with the uh, Qur'āt, And yeah. if anybody else wants to even go towards the Qur'āt, how does that even work? Um, and then what are the importances of, uh, learning proper Tajweed? Because, um, we've also seen like, even with like my Tajweed and like my recitations, like you gave me some tips on that. So, um, very beneficial in general. Um, but it definitely, it gives you a a sense of humbleness where you see like, okay, like you need to improve on a constant basis. You can't just stay like in the straight line. Yeah. So you have to do that. So right off the bat, um, inshallah, we're going to start with, uh, where did your journey begin with the Qur'an? Uh,
1: Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa alhamdulillah, wa wa al rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ma wa ba. Uh, Alhamdulillah, my journey started with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when I was a little kid, and I'm the youngest, and I was really troublemaker, you know. I, I remember uh, at that time, you know, I never accomplished, you know, as I was expected, uh, I have two brothers and one sister, and uh, mashallah, they were doing great job uh, like five ages, six mm-hmm. ages, you know. Uh, and I was, you know, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I remember that sheikh. I gave you know, I gave him, you know, so much hard time, may Allah forgive me. Mm-hmm. Uh, SubhanAllah, you know, as like, a, I don't really remember, you know, what my age was at that time, but around like six or seven. And, you know, just focused on, you know, ah, when it's ending, you know, it's <laughs> half an hour left, you know, yeah. uh, 15 minutes left. Okay, I'm done, you know. So I didn't really feel it, you know, maybe because of the age or so. But subhanallah, uh, after like one or two years later, subhanallah, I started uh, listening to Sheikh Muhammad Jibril, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve him. And um. uh, he, you know, his recitation really inspired me, and I admired his uh, way of recitation, especially in tarawih. Uh, you know, I was born in Cairo, Egypt, and you know there is an area uh, very historical, Subhanallah, which has the Masjid Al as mm-hmm. The first Masjid, Subhanallah, was built in in Egypt and Africa as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was uh, an open area to play soccer. Mm. Uh, so I used to go there, you know, to play with my friends. And subhanAllah, one day I, I heard his recitation. Right. I really touched my heart, oh, this guy. Uh, SubhanAllah, then, you know, I started going to the masjid, you know, regularly and, you know, prayed behind him. Uh, and I remember at that time, there was no CDs, you know, like it was like a tape. So it was in person? Yeah, so there, were the, like, there was a tape or so. So, like, whatever I like, like Surah Al-Rahman, you pick, you know... These random yeah. stories, uh whatever I like, like, I, I realized that if I listen to these stories, like, a couple times, memorize, you know, I get it, you know. You know, then eventually I realized that after, like, a, you know, a couple months, I memorized, like, seven ajizah or so mm. by myself. Then uh, I started memorizing in the masjid. There was a halaqa. And I went to the Sheikh. he said, you know, how many ajizah have you memorized? So I said, look, random surahs, some random surahs, rahman al and so on. Then uh, he asked me to recite. I did. Then he started asking me about rules. I knew nothing. I said, listen, this is the way that <laughs> Sheikh Jibril recites. Uh, then I uh, just imitated him. Mm. I said well, okay, that. Uh, but if keep in mind, if you you know, if you start a process of memorization, you get to know you know Tajweed and what this rule is and so on. It helps you a lot to uh, that your mind observes these these rules. Then, alhamdulillah, in like two and a half years, I competed in the Quran, and at the age of like thirteen or so, alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed me to start leading prayers. You know, whether the you know, the five prayers in, you know, local masjids. And until, alhamdulillah, I was able to, uh, you know, oversee and teach in the masjid that I memorized the Qur'an, which was Masjid Amr al As. Mm. I used to have a halaqah for the Qur'an with the youth. And alhamdulillah, uh, it was like great memories, alhamdulillah. Yes, Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Uh, has blessed me to be able to serve, you know, my community and the local masajid, different institutions in Egypt. Uh, then I used to go, uh, like, UK for Taraweeh from 2003 until 2011. Mm-hmm. Then 2012, until now, I've been here in US. So, alhamdulillah, it's, it's a long journey, but, you know, <laughs> I don't want to talk about myself. I would rather focus on the, the other aspects that uh, people don't get bored,
0: you know. But (laughs) my my
1: my (laughs) my point, subhanallah, there is a saying that Quran cannot give you part of it until you give the Quran all yourself.
0: You said, isn't it? um, If you have the Quran, if you don't memorize, if you have the hifz, if you don't uh, stay up to date with it, it's going to go
1: away. Yeah, that's obvious because subhanallah, memorizing Quran is easy. Yeah, You know, if I if I give you like one page or so and I said, you know, go like spend one or two hours, yeah. you'll get it done. You know, but uh, maintaining what you've memorized, here's a challenge. And here's what, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, uh, lose their interest over the years. And, you know, what really hurts me that people come saying, hey, Sheikh, I used to memorize like half of the Quran. Come on, man half of the Quran, like 15 Jews, it's forgotten. So it really hurts. Yeah. Uh, but subhanAllah, in the back of my mind, I said I say to myself, subhanAllah, if that person uh, really felt the sweetness of the Quran, he would have neglected the Quran.
0: Uh, so we come next to, uh, and subhanAllah, that's a lot of information about the entire kind of story, how you came to be, um, you know, imam of all these masajids, Allah Mubarak. Um, and, um, I, I believe there was also, uh, Sheikh Al-Afasi, he did an interview where in, uh, UK where he said that, um, even with his journey, when he became an imam, he, like, it was never his intention to be known. Right. Um, and you know, mashallah, like it's, it's not like something that we can hide. You know what I mean? Like people know of like Sheikh Al-Afasi and like they know of Sheikh Muhammad Jibreel. Um, and they know of uh, Sheikh Ismailisa as well. So how does one maintain uh, their humility in that sense, right? How do you kind of combat that? Like, you know, everybody comes to you, you know, they know you and they say this and that and this and that. Yeah. And how do you keep your intentions? Before? Because that can, it gets to people's heads. And I've seen, <laughs> even as a, like a, like, for me, like, I'm young, you know, and it can get to your head really quick. So that's why even for my personal journey yeah. With my like Hifas It took me like I was going on and off Of just Tabarak And it took me that one year Because my intentions were all over the place And now Alhamdulillah Like it's, it's set Now it's, now it's better now, So what is this? <laughs> yeah, this is very tricky uh, Subhanallah uh, So the more purified intention you have
1: The better results you get So you got to work on yourself first mm. You know Why am I doing this? Uh, even with Arteel Academy or even uh, any class that I teach, you know, mm-hmm. the first class, I I ask my students, why are you here? Before I get to ask them, you know, even what's your name and how many that have you <laughs> memorized before you come to me or so, then a lot of people get surprised, you know, why am I here? Yes, I, it's an obvious that I'm coming to memorize Quran. Okay, why? Why do you... You know, <laughs> Paris, and uh, uh, Subhanallah, I, I always get uh, you know some interesting uh answers even from the little kids that you know the seeking the thawab and the ajr reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I, I hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts my effort and elevates my status in dunya and akhirah. Uh, Subhanallah, uh, the, the, the more you work on yourself, as I mentioned, it's very tricky. Uh, Subhanallah, uh, you know, the your ego and nafs and the shaitan, and people around you. You know, especially, you know, for me, as I started leading prayers when I was young, you know, like in Egypt, UK, Ireland, then here. Uh, SubhanAllah, if people, you know, praise your recitation or the way you recite or so, then you got to work on yourself. Yeah, subhanAllah, whatever people have said about you, it's about Allah's tawfiq you. You never rely on yourself or on your talents no matter how talented you are how you know no matter uh, how strong your memory is because you know subhanallah uh, it's it's very challenging and just before you get to do anything just have a moment and you know do stafar ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if you have a you know any secrets between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let that be the the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts your uh, your actions or your
0: good deeds. Yes. And uh, subhanAllah, there's the uh, dua of uh, Abu Bakr, I believe, radul Lawan. Um And what is that dua? <laughs> if, I mean, the, the dua when he was praised. Uh, ya Allah, make me better than they yeah. say. Yeah. What is the... Yeah. Uh, I mean, رَبِّ jalni خَيْرٌ مِمَّا يَقُولُونَ
1: Allahumma, it's a... It, it's very powerful dua uh-huh. that you ask Allah Subhanahu wa taala to forgive you for for whatever people do not know about you and uh-huh. uh, don't hold me accountable for you know what they say about me mm. because people don't know you, don't know you yeah. so he, he used to say All- Allahumma ja'alni khayran mimma yadhunlun. may Allah make me better than what people think of me and Wala bima yakulun. And whatever they say about me, it's it's your tawfiq and your satr. So don't hold me accountable for whatever people say about me. Uh, and khayran wa This is very beautiful. You know, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover and forgive you for what people do not know about you. So it's it's a very powerful dua. And this one of the things that uh, if you repeatedly say this du'a, it really touch your heart and really, you know, helps you to go through these process, you know, memorizing, leading prayers, you know, even whatever action you do, uh, it helps your heart to be purified and to be pure and to be clean and clear.
0: Yeah, and uh, subhanAllah, that, that du'a is actually like... Um, In English, I guess, you commented that when I posted that one uh, uh, instance in the podcast. If anybody's listened to the second episode, I actually, I said, please be on the podcast, (laughs) Sheikh Ismail. And that's how I I cut that out and I posted it. And that's how I tagged Sheikh Ismail. And that's how he got to know. Um, And subhanAllah, it's actually been uh, a very nice experience of, you know, contacting you and just, you know, being in touch with you. Alhamdulillah. Um, so now comes to the journey with the qira'at. Um, and uh, I believe you um, teach the qira'at at turtil as well. Um and it's 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 a heavy heavy ilm and it's not it's not easy. Um like the shatibiya, it's not easy. <laughs> so what can we uh so progressing even towards um, all these ijazat and what does ijazah even mean? What is it, uh importance of it? Okay.
1: You uh, know ijazah simply means uh, it's an authorization or a certificate to be given to someone that this person is authenticated to recite the Quran or to teach the Quran uh, and subhanallah it, it refers to the authenticity of our uh, Quran which is tawatur you know that the way, which is one of the miracles of the Quran, that the way the Quran was revealed, in the same exact way that we recite it nowadays, and it will never change till the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a chain of knowledge, you know, that goes back all the way to the Prophet so, uh, that's like, for example, you recite to your Sheikh, and your Sheikh has another Sheikh, and his Sheikh has another Sheikh. You know, it goes back. You know, to the the Prophet Sallallahu uh, it's a huge responsibility. You know, and I ask everybody before you start this process, uh, getting ijazah, also to purify your intention, not to, you know, not aim for ijazah, yeah. aim for perfection, aim for, you know, perfecting your recitation. You know, maintain your, you know, tajweed and work on it. Uh, but do not make this like the ultimate goal Just to get an ijaz And to, uh, to say like uh, To brag sometimes uh, I've seen people say You know uh, I have like only 15 people Between me and the Prophet It's, it's an honor
0: yeah. You know
1: It's yeah. a great honor But at the same time It's a huge responsibility That you're giving an ijaz, You know A chain of knowledge All the way back to the Prophet It's a huge responsibility It's not, it's not that easy you know, I know some, some shiuch, unfortunately, they're very easy on their students. And at the end of the course or at the end of the khatma, they give an ijazah very easily. So it's uh, it's an amana.
0: You know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then even specifically with ijazah, like that person is going to be connected to your name. And if they make mistakes, that's on you, which is on everyone in that chain. That's right. that's so, um, and also... Um, so that comes with the ijazat, right? And there's, um, what are the, um, do you want to give like the, all the qura'at? Like what, are, what they are? And, yeah? Yeah okay. yeah. okay, so what, is, what are the
1: qura'at? Ba- back to the time of the Prophet ﷺ, <laughs> uh, as you know, the Qur'an uh, was revealed in a very uh, eloquent language, which mm. is the Arabic language. It's a very rich language. And subhanAllah, uh, Quraysh has taken some dialects and some other, like if we call it like the modern English accents from the other tribes, which were around Quraysh. The Qur'an was revealed in this Qur'an, okay? And the Prophet ﷺ recited all these Qur'an, but we call it Qur'an nowadays because later on, after the time of Sayyidina Uthman, after the Uthmanic compilation, when he compiled the Qur'an cover to cover, you know, later on, it appeared the way what we call now Quraat or like Nafi'ah, uh, Hafsan you know, Al-Qisaiya, and the other قراء. okay But they, at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, you know, he decided all these ways. And there is a beautiful hadith there was back and forth with Jibreel alayhi salam when he said, Inna Allah ya'muruka an tuqri'a ummataka al-Qur'an ala Allah commands you to recite the Qur'an and to let your ummah recite the Qur'an on one harf. Harf means letter or uh, an edge. So the definition of harf is very deep and the wisdom behind revealing the Qur'an in, in seven different ways, you know, back to that hadith, it ended up having seven harf. Because, subhanAllah, if the Qur'an was revealed on one way, let's call it way, mm. okay? It would have been very tough to the entire ummah to recite the Qur'an only on one way or one style or one dialect. For, you know, even people in Jersey have different accents than Texas, for example. Yeah, yeah. And in the UK, and, you know, even in, in, in one country, they have so many different tongues and so many different accents. So it would have been very tough. So it's out of Allah's mercy that He Subhanahu wa ta'ala, revealed the Qur'an in those different ways. Okay, so there is a great wisdom behind revealing the Qur'an on those ways. Then after the period of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he, he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam approved whatever differences between Sahaba, for those who used to recite in, in different tongue or different style, and there is a famous hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari mm-hmm. a fighting over prayer between Hisham ibn Hakim anh, and Umar ibn Khattab. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful hadith. Then it ended up with a beautiful statement that the Prophet ﷺ said it. He said, kama Recite the Qur'an as you were taught. Mm-hmm. So, very powerful. Recite as you were taught. Whatever... Narration whatever style that your teacher teaches you just follow him as far as this teacher is You know proficient has a chain of knowledge You know well trusted to to have the knowledge and to take the knowledge from him
0: so with um, learning the Quran is haifas uh, necessary right that's one question and then also when when children are starting to learn, their parents are their first teachers right mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know the Qura might have many things like against like you know how this person recites Surah mm-hmm. Faha there's also all these um different challenges that people have um especially in my country, Pakistan we have like um, the the ha is difficult the law uh, all these different letters are a little difficult because we have the same letters in Urdu, yeah. but um, like the laud and the la, that's there's two different letters, but we pronounce them the same way. Uh, many many do, mm-hmm. um, and there's also no uh, a lot of times there's no uh, attention to the murakkaha and the muqaffa all these things. Um, so what would what would you say that is the best option? Uh, should someone go to like a teacher right away? as soon as like, they start the Qur'an.
1: Okay, let me emphasize your, your first part, uh, which is memorizing Qur'an. Yeah. So memorizing Qur'an is not a mandatory, yeah. you know, uh, upon the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But reciting Qur'an in a way of tajweed, subhanAllah, is a mandatory. Mm. Is, so, uh, as they call it, you know, fardain, individual obligation upon every Muslim wants to recite or to memorize the Qur'an. So memorizing the Qur'an is not mandatory. But if you want to recite or if you want to memorize, you have to recite the Qur'an in the same way that it was revealed. And a lot of people don't know that. SubhanAllah, there is a beautiful uh, poetry by Imam uh, Ibn al-Jazari. Imam Ibn al-Jazari, one of the most famous uh, scholars of Tajweed and Qur'an. He said in, in this poem, applying these rules of tajweed is an absolute necessity. The one who does not recite Quran properly with Tajweed rules is sinful. You know why? And he explains the reason, you know, the next part saying, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the deity. With tajweed, he revealed the Qur'an with tajweed. And in this way, Qur'an reached us in the same exact way. And subhanAllah there is a beautiful ayah in, in, the, in the fourth ayah in al Namd, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. It's so one on one. as we call it in Arabic. Mm. You know, and most surely you are receiving the Quran from the old wise, the old knowing. It's talaki. So I I wonder, you know, a lot of people come saying, you know, I have no time to learn Tajweed, Uh, I have no time to recite Quran properly. Well, you know, a couple couple of years ago, I had a conversation with someone. who was saying, you know, "Uh, Sheikh, I was told by one of the imams that I can't recite Quran in Salah in English because, you know, I, I cannot recite in Arabic. I said, well, with all due respect to this imam, uh, this is wrong because uh, and subhanallah, I, 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 I went to, you know, a different area and asked him, you know, how long have you been in the U.S.? He said, like 20 years. I said, you know, would you mind to ask you how was your English? I said, oh, horrible. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, so what have you done? He said, I worked on, you know, the way that I speak, that I took some courses. I said, great doesn't quran deserve that doesn't quran deserve your time and he said well yeah you're right so it's it's all about considering quran on our top to-do list
0: mm, no that's um <laughs> subhanallah that's a very very interesting story it must have been uh, very difficult to keep back your uh aside. <laughs> um So, that's the entire kind of, like, what is a fardain and, like, all these things. Um, So, what is the exact, like, path that one should take? Okay, so I want, um, and even if you want to make it, like, personal, like, me personally, I want to go towards um, Haifaz, right, in hafsan Asim. And after that, I want to continue with... Uh, the okay. yeah. so what is the methodology that one should take um, what are the intentions one should have yeah. so what did um, what did you do <laughs>
1: it's 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 a technique you know everybody wants to memorize the quran has to go through a specific technique or methodology or systematic way mm. okay you, you got to find a, a proficient teacher one on one you recite and you know i correct you you recite i correct you. this is the way and I would rather say, which is very common, that people, before perfecting Hafsa an Asim, they jump over the other narrations. Mm-hmm. And I want to memorize uh, Shatubiyah without even memorizing Al- Al-Jazari, for example, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's step by step. So, yeah, subhanAllah, the Quran has so many stages when you get to memorize it or when you get to decide, I'm, I'm, I'm going to memorize so, because the most popular narration is Hafsa So you got to work on this one first. Mm. You know, one, two, three khatmas, it doesn't matter, you know. It, it's not a race. You're yeah. not racing to have an ijazah in this one, and then uh, I'm going to yeah. work on Warsh, work in... Uh, I, I've seen people, they, they do have uh, an ijazah in 10 mm. and they still need to need to work on their tajweed in and Na'asib, believe it or not. <laughs> it's very tricky, yeah. but you, you, you got to work on, you know, narration by narration. You, you perfect hafs, you get an ijazah, uh, and you ask your sheikh first, sheikh, what, what do you think? Am I allowed to uh, move on? Is my level of tajweed and memorization allow me to start getting the other narration? Whatever he decides, he knows better as a teacher. Uh, you know, my point, don't jump on the the quantity. I have an ijazah in like seven narrations. Mm. Okay, but the outcome is, is not that good. You know, it's, it's very common nowadays with so many Quran programs, so many courses we have, you know. And subhanAllah, I, I remember when I established Sartil last year in MCGP, mm. uh, I, I do have full-time HIPS, mm. which is five days a week. Very intense, but I never called this program has like a two year program or
0: something.
1: Yeah, we we do have an Ijaza, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I I, I haven't uh, you know called. It's like one year course. There's no limit. Exactly. The, the,
0: like so yeah.
1: yeah, whatever it takes. It might take five months. It might take five years. Mm. You know. Yeah. Seeking knowledge requires
0: patience. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so then. Um, so who did you uh, initially study from right where and was it in Egypt was it Azhar or like all these things where was it in terms of uh, the qiraat and like your personal journey with that
1: Yeah alhamdulillah I, I was blessed to have you know Sheikh Samih Salama, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve him yeah. uh, I memorized the Quran I have sat at his, at his feet memorizing Quran you know I recited like 2 before I لله, get any ijazah from him then I moved to <laughs> yeah. then I moved to uh, a different sheikh mm. who was his sheikh mm. my teacher's teacher you know he referred me to him saying you know you gotta work on a higher level you know and this is how it works yeah. so I went to the other sheikh who was the teacher of, of my teacher uh, recited Hafsan Asim one Third time, no. <laughs> then uh, I started getting the process of qiraat mm. Alhamdulillah, I, I studied in Al-Azhar about 10 years. And there was uh, an, isti- an institution called, you know, uh, Al-Qura'at Institution. Mm. So you go through eight years program divided into three levels. The first two years for Hafsa Asim you get the theoretical way of Tajweed and the practical way. You recite to Shiyukh. You get the you know tuhfa, jazariyah, You go all, go through this process. Then by the third year, you start uh, a higher level. Okay. okay yeah. Then by the end of the course, you like the meeting. <laughs> you, you get to meet the monster. You know <laughs> You know the the concept of these games. You know. So, it's yeah, th- the most difficult part, you know, was the last three years, yeah. which is, you know, not chatbiyah uh, and Dora. It's uh, the, the same ten citations mm. plus every single aspect which is related to the book of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. How it was revealed, uh-huh. how it was written, how, how it was compiled. How, you know, everything you, you, you should know. Yeah. Because at the end of these years you get an ijazah or a certificate saying that you are specialized in the Quranic sciences mm-hmm. and the 10 recitations and the mm-hmm. 10 Qur'an. So, yeah, alhamdulillah, it was uh, <laughs> a, a long journey. Yeah. But subhanAllah, Quran is, is, a, is a deep ocean. So, subhanAllah, and the more, you, the more you dig, the more you try to get from the Qur'an, subhanAllah, the more blessed and the more barakah and the more knowledge, the more new things you discover in, in, in this beautiful book. The
0: end of Surah Kaf, where, which is... No, no, no. The, uh, local... Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's okay. I'm working on this. <laughs> I'm working on this. <laughs> um, but alhamdulillah. um, so what are, uh, so if say someone is in Hifaz, right? Um, again, I put this to myself as well. Cause like, this is just like, also like a self-help kind of like personally. Mm-hmm. So for Hifaz, right? If you're on a routine, uh, what should that routine look like? Uh, should be should you be doing like a page a day, half a page a day? Okay. Uh, like for me, uh, my teacher Khodizadeh, he he broke it down initially. He said do four lines, and I was like, I can do more, and it turned out I couldn't do more in the first yeah. beginning. And he said, no, no, you won't be able to do more. Do four four lines, and then after that, work on more. And then uh, so what is that process?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question, and uh, I would say you start with the some practical steps, you know. We, we have mentioned some of the uh, spiritual aspects or yeah. preconditions yeah. like sincerity, humility, yes. humble yourself, you yes. know, get to know the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when it comes to the practical way of memorized, I would say start in the early morning. Okay. Okay. When your mind is fresh, yeah. no headache, no fighting, you know, <laughs> and uh, start with like one ayah at a time listen to it, read it over and over until we make sure uh, it's memorized perfectly. Then move on. Because as we mentioned, you know, there are different methods or different uh, ways to memorize the Quran. And everybody has been given different talents or different capacity. You know, yeah. it, what, what you can memorize in a day, someone else can memorize it in a week. Mm-hmm. Right? So... I would say, invest the early morning. SubhanAllah, there's a beautiful hadith. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, li My ummah have been blessed with their early morning. When they wake up in the early morning and they started, you know, memorizing, saying uh, the, the morning invocations, it's, it's a, a perfect time. When you get to memorize in the early morning, uh, you know, whatever the capacity you can do, one page a day, one page a week, it's, it's, it's based on your ability to memorize. Uh, then if we break down into one week, for example, so you get to memorize, you know, for example, one ayah at a time. So do not move on until you perfect this ayah. This, this, this is very common. People always focus on quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. I always tell, you know, my students, quality over quantity. Sometimes they get it an ex- as an excuse. <laughs> he said quality over quantity. <laughs> yeah. and I, I only memorized one ayah. Come <laughs> on. You
0: know?
1: <laughs> you know? But it's keep it consistent. Yeah. Okay? Like, wh- if you have a daily routine, you get to memorize, like, half a page every day. If you want to break down, like, uh, one ayah after each prayer. Okay, so uh, everybody has a different schedule. Yeah. So if your free time in the morning, like the lunch hour, uh, after asr, after maghrib, between maghrib and Isha, if you want to spend time between maghrib and isha in the masjid or so, so whatever your time allows you to do consistently, this is the most important thing, mm-hmm. because what, what you know what Qari Zahid has recommended to you is very important, mm-hmm. because. Sometimes out of enthusiasm and out of high determination we do like one page a day. Mm-hmm. Second, third, but the fourth day you will do nothing. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah, you will do nothing. <laughs> start it gradually. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah, I, I sometimes I'll, subhanallah I, I I tell you know people I really appreciate your high enthusiasm. But at the same time, at the same time the outcome is not that good. So what is the benefit? you only focused on how to get the surah done, which are like one or two pages. But the, so many mistakes in memorizing, in Tajweed and some other stuff. So whatever you can do on a daily basis, keep it consistent. Then when you like leave one day, for example, if you start memorizing Monday, by Sunday, okay, leave this day for review. Mm. Okay?
0: Yeah. So, um, that was another tip he gave me. He said, uh, once I was doing uh, like a few surahs and then I finished, and then he was like, okay, stop now. And then review if you even remember all that. Yeah. Which, is, which is a very good tip because um, turns out like, there were parts that I was just, it was like, it was blank in my head. Yeah,
1: because somehow you know, there is something, if you memorize in a wrong way of mm-hmm. pronouncing okay. or uh, the ayat are weak, it would remain weak. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. Yeah. It would remain weak. And uh, Subhanallah, do not move on in, in, to the second page until you perfect the first one. Mm-hmm. And wh- one of the, the most important things as well, that uh, have one particular Quran or Mus'haf. Yes. Keep it to you. You know, whatever the size is. Whatever, you know, you feel comfortable to, you know, memorize and to read. Because over the time, you get to have, uh, like, photographic memory. Mm. If you forgot this part, oh, okay, that was in the second page or the right, the left, the top, the bottom of the page. Mm. Okay, so it it helps a lot to facilitate the way you memorize. Yeah.
0: Um, and now that's like all the ifuz and all the curriculum and all that. So, lastly, it comes to al makharij salt. So, basically, all these things that uh, upkeep of your voice, uh, specifically your vocals, if you want, right? Um, so, my personal technique um, is uh, every night I take uh, one uh, small teaspoon of, teaspoon of warm honey. So that when I wake up uh it's a little bit like like fresh um and also I was told by uh, many of my teachers that Aqari Abdul Basit Abdul Samad uh Allah, he would go to uh, near the water and he would recite uh like loud to the water and like mm-hmm. the and that's how he just worked on his voice mm-hmm. so those are these little techniques that we learned from the Quran so um like Al Sheikh Al fasi he said that his Sheikh told him um, and it all goes to the teacher, right? It's t- exactly. the teacher that tells you. Exactly. Um, so it, to Sheikh Khalafasi, he said that take um, uh, one teaspoon of uh, honey, right? And uh, it was a weird combination of tahina, uh, like raw tahina, and then just mix it and then eat it. And then, like, goblin gnome like and it was, like, before sleeping, right? So, and then, uh, alafasi was also, he was just weirded out. So, it was like, what is this? Okay. And then, he said that helped. And it was just such a weird technique. So, what are your techniques? All right. and I don't know if you want to share them. I mean, secret. they're secrets, I, I you know?
1: Secret. Yeah, I honestly focus on this stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Only Ramadan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? of course, of course. Yeah, there are days, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't want to say, but, Generally speaking, uh, stay away from the cold uh, drinks. Yeah. Okay. And smoking is haram anyways. Yeah, because it, it really, you know, hurts. Wow. Uh, the spicy food. I know you guys are uh, addicted <laughs> to the spicy food. With, you know, my Pakistani and Indian, you know, friends. But it, it does hurt your throat. Yes. You know. Uh, so stay away from This is generally You know yeah, General soda. Uh, Exactly So stay away from The cold drinks uh, Ice cream uh, You know The very Cold And the very hot mm. So the very hot Drinks You know May hurt your throat as well mm. You know The spicy food As we mentioned As You know <laughs> <laughs> The best of your Abilities You know Yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say you know ginger and lemon uh, with honey mm. helps me a lot. You know when I when I uh, get this drink before I start tarawih
0: because
1: mm. you know it's it's, uh, it's you know, a twenty twenty rakaat and you have to keep up your voice. Yeah, yeah. there is another technique for yeah. for tarawih. It's it's a whole different story. Yeah, you know it, because if your vocal is so high in the first uh-huh. two raka'at, yes. you will. Literally die by the fourth (laughs) Raka, you know, your voice will will be gone, you know, so it's very it's it's a whole different story for Tarawih. But in general, you know, just as I mentioned, you know, stay away from cold, very cold, very hot, spicy food. uh, Get ginger or lemon is great, uh, especially when you mix by honey. Yeah, getting honey uh, in the early morning, that's the, what you do. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really uh, helpful, and it, it's great. Uh, at least it keeps your throat uh, clear, mm. you know? Especially when you come for Fajr, and you just woke up, and who's this?
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ha- have the heart another, remember?
1: So that so you can't even recognize it. Well, yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> but... Um... So I've heard also the I don't know if you know the shai baboonage. It's called the, it's called baboonage, but in English it's chamomile. Oh. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it's a really weird name. It's cra- <laughs> it's crazy. It's funny. That's why I remembered it. I was like shai baboonage. Oh, that's interesting chamomile tea. So um, that's what like my regular kind of tea yeah, is. Yeah. Um And like what tea- works
1: for you might not work for exactly others. exactly you know, yeah yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so um, so that's just um, I think we covered a lot of lot of things. Um, so we have hit the forty-five minute mark and I think it was it was good, alhamdulillah, right? Alhamdulillah. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Anything, anything. Uh, nothing in my mind. If you want to ask again, right? Think, yeah. So yeah, um mm-hmm. just uh you know we gotta stay so just the summary of everything, we gotta stay purified in our intentions, yeah. right? And that's something that we have to do on a constant basis. Yeah. Um and the second would be going towards um uh reciting the Quran right that's a farda it's a it's a duty upon every single individual uh now third would be the um routine uh hifa's uh journey how you go towards it you have to have a teacher who teaches you proper tajweed, um and there's also all the subcontinent Pakistan India and all these um there's a lot of um i would say qurra that are a but if they go to another country, like where there's a bigger Qur'an yeah. they would be like their tajweed would be fixed, yeah. right? So that's another um, thing that it's,
1: it's very hard <laughs>
0: to accept this
1: yes. or to admit yes. it that yes. you're wrong, you know? Yes, uh, because uh, Alhamdulillah, I, I've been teaching Quran over like 22 years, yeah, and I've seen many people, Subhanallah, they struggle a lot, yeah, to fix their mistakes, and some of them just give up. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. And, uh, mashallah, you know, most of the people that I have taught oh. uh, were very dedicated to fix their tajweed and work on their makharij and yeah. the, the, the subhanallah. Because I, I remember even for Tartila Academy, when we established, you know, I started teaching people at the same age of my mom and dad, mm. <laughs> you know. No, it's, true. it's very embarrassing for them to accept that from like a 37-year-old, yeah, you yeah. know. Are you kidding me? That's. Yeah. Uh, are you trying to say uh, because subhanAllah yeah. Are you trying to say that I've been reciting Quran fifty years back? Yeah. Uh, all these years, you know, I was wrong. Hmm. I'm sorry to say. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: but it, yeah. it's.
0: It's difficult.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's difficult to admit it, but at the same time, you know, if you accept hmm. that, yeah, I, I need to work on it. And you know I, I remember some, some people of our you know elderly people in the community you know wh- whatever you correct them
0: okay and they move on <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh, it, it is difficult working with um, especially with uh, individuals that are older than you yeah. Um, so it, it turns into like a back and forth like, No, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um and subhanAllah like I consider you my teacher as well now. So I mean mm-hmm. with like I I sent you my recitation and then you were like, All right, don't take this the wrong way. All right, these are these are the things you have to fix. So alhamdulillah it definitely put into perspective how I can progress. Because yeah. it's all about the progress, pro, uh, progression. Because if I want to go towards the future of whatever I said, then Inshallah, that's something that I need to look at. You know, take advice from like all these, um, like who learned from other Shuh. So that's something that can benefit all of us. Um, and uh, I thank you again for you. being on the podcast And uh, everything that we said was Alhamdulillah very beneficial And anyone going towards this science uh, Will inshallah achieve it with consistency and determination And the will of Allah taala. And with that we leave Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alaykum salam
1: Warahmatullahi wabarakatuh وإنه لتنزيل رب العالمين نزل به الروح الأمين على قلبك لتكون من المنذرين بلسان عربي مبين